0: That song is titled Queen of Paisley, and it was written by a 24-year-old artist from Milwaukee named Silas Short. Short is the latest phenom to come out of our city, and his career began one night on Christmas Eve when he DM'd one of his favorite artists. That DM led him to Stone Throw Records. Yep, the same label that worked with Jay Dilla and M.F. Dune and currently represents artists like Knowledge and No Worries. I caught up with him fresh off an appearance on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon with his label mate, Sudan Archives. He performed as a member of her backing band for the night. Our conversation was so relaxed and comfortable that by the end, he offered me an exclusive on the new direction of his next album. Hi, how are you?
1: How are you doing?
0: I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a pretty in-depth interview. Um, It's only supposed to be for 15 minutes, but I want to get all of my 15 minutes. Um, All right. All right. So I'm going to tell you some things that I probably shouldn't know about your life. And that's okay, because we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun with it, right? Okay, so you are a multi-layered artist. You're a singer, a songwriter, musician, a visual artist. And unbeknownst to some people, you also have dabbled in clothing design, correct?
1: That's true. Yeah. I used to I used to live in a warehouse where I made clothes for a living in Chicago. Yeah. That was wild. Um, I did that for a few for maybe like two years. And then uh I don't do it as much anymore, but I can still sew. I can sew, and actually. A lot of designers don't make their own patterns, but I would make my own patterns and I would like put together my whole outfits and everything. So like,
0: I want to know specifically, there's one outfit. I want to know, do you still have that orange jumpsuit with the snake design on it?
1: I gave that to Rap Ferreira. Um, and when I was living in Milwaukee, we actually used to do uh, like regular events mm-hmm. at the room and I think that's at Landmark lanes um but we used to we used to have regular events and he always used to take me along and I was like 19 18 19 and I made that and I was like man I think you really you should really have this and he's like I'm wearing it on tour but he never wore it on tour so, oh, I'm, so no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so you are the youngest of five siblings correct
1: yes do they, do
0: they all play music or do they all have some type of artistic expression?
1: Um, my sister, she went to art school um, for design, so she she doesn't do any of that now, but she she's really good at that. And my brother is actually the one that got me into music, who's the second youngest, and uh, that's my brother Isaac. Um, but we just grew up together, me and him, um, mostly. And he is like, you know, he's one of those people that's really talented, and um, but. He's kinda of, he I think he's just kind of he's he's doing his thing in Duluth, you know. He's mm-hmm. he's on he he's on his he's on his thing. So but he's the one that got me into it.
0: So you picked up your first guitar at about eight years old, right? And you started getting serious about your music around 10, right?
1: Yeah, just about, yeah, just around there. Yeah. I've yeah, basically <laughs> like my <laughs> I grew up in church, you know, so I uh um I don't know if you ever went to guiding light it's on it's on the north side um and my dad he played at guiding light he played at greater new birth he played at mason temple you know i grew up i, I went to all the churches growing up I so see. He would have you have me in the band you know like carrying his stuff and he'd be like all right because you know in church when they have us go when they have all, all the musicians have their kids go on stage we would do that every single sunday so
0: so did you know right away did you that you wanted this to be a career or did you just think it was kind of a hobby you know because you came from a family who's artistic
1: my my dad always actually uh pushed it as a career he's like you know what you're you're special you know mm-hmm. he was like he was like you you got to be doing this for the rest of your life i actually originally started out doing art like that's the thing that I'm I think I'm more talented at like naturally, you know, music, I have to kind of fight. And like, that was my brother's thing. And then I started picking up guitar and then my dad was like, Oh, you know what? You, you really should, you should really stick to this, you know? And so I did.
0: That's awesome. You know, that parents encouragement can really help guide you when they see something in you that they possibly feel like, you know what? I passed this down this great piece of talent down and I don't want it to dwindle and, and like fizzle. I really want to nurture that talent. One of your brothers introduced you to the roots gang star and black star, which brother was that? And how old were you around that time?
1: I was probably like, that was my brother, Isaac, the second oldest that I was talking about. Uh, I mean, second youngest. Um, and, it was probably around the time I started playing, like 11, 12, you know, like started listening to a lot of that. But then I listened to so much, so many other things. You know, my my dad, like he showed me all sorts of crazy music. My brother showed me all sorts of crazy music. I remember I had an iPod, you know, like the fat joint. Oh, our, Lord. <laughs> I, I had a, well, before I had an iPod, I actually had a Walkman. I had a Walkman, like a CD Walkman,
0: the one with the like little fuzz around the ear. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I had, oh. I was that kid. So like, I would pull up to school, and I remember I used to have like a pair of Gerbos and they had really big pockets. I'm actually wearing some Gerbos right now. I still hey. Um, but I had, I, I pulled up to school. I had the pair of your bows and the, they had this big cargo pocket and I fit my CD Walkman in there and i would just go through my dad's CD collection, put them in my Walkman and go to school, you know, like, and on, on the playground, I wouldn't talk to anybody. I'll just be listening to my music, you know?
0: Of course. I mean, that's what Walkmans were for. They were cell phones before we had cell phones. They allowed us to have that personal space in the midst of everybody else. Yeah. Okay. So your father was a musician and he played in a band at church, but he also played this ambient music at home. And you grew up hearing this music while you run the little futon with your brother, right? In the office slash studio slash bedroom. And when I listen to songs like specifically Cloudy June. feel like your father's influence is there because there's so much musicality happening and if you mix that with the neo soul sounds that you've come to know and love i think you get that song am i right
1: yeah no exactly and i i did i took a lot of elements yeah a lot of elements of ambient um because they're such good i mean you listen to a lot of like modern hip-hop you know like you listen to kendrick in Mm -hmm. particular a lot of the beats that he has they have this crazy like ethereal background you know and it's like they're such op- opposite genres you know mm-hmm. and you got to take opposite things and put them together and that was kind of the whole point of the record you know i was like you know i'm mixed obviously so you know i wanted to put opposite things together i felt like i've always been opposition like in opposition with myself so i wanted to put things that just didn't usually go together go together you know what i'm saying
0: Yeah, and it pairs perfectly, kind of like people who are opposite. You know, they can pair perfectly. You know how they say opposites attract, right? And I think that's a perfect example for musicians, too. We tend to stray outside of the box because we're told that we shouldn't and that we're supposed to play a specific or make a specific type of music. But when we listen to music in our lives, we listen to everything. Yeah. unbeknownst to us that kind of creeps into our subconscious and helps us create different sounds and different music that people can relate to.
1: Exactly. And that's what, that's what I was trying to, that's where I was really trying to go with it, you know, and it feels really good because I was always confused, especially Mm -hmm. growing up in Milwaukee, you know, it's, it's hard in Milwaukee. It's not easy, you know, and, uh, and I needed to come to terms with a lot of things and this record, you know, really helped me. And I'm really excited for the next one. I'm working on that right now.
0: So, You're from Milwaukee and you have had one of the craziest experiences of like an artist. I don't want to say starving artist because I don't know if that's where you were in life, but it gives me very starving artist vibes. You worked at Papa John's, right? (laughs) And you were (laughs) you were hustling to make money probably to put into your music. yeah. And while you were here, you played for, is it Ruby Grey Wolf, yes. and Early Face, right? So you played for all these bands. But in the midst of that, you're hustling, bustling, trying to make money for the studio. And something happened at Papa John's. Tell our listeners what happened. While you were on your way to deliver some pizzas in the middle of this uh-huh. this rainy day, what happened?
1: So I was, I was, I forgot some sauces in the store and I had to run back into the store and I slipped on the reflective paint and I was going, I was running. I'm used to be in cross country, you know, like I can run, like I can still run. Okay. And I I slipped and I tried to catch myself and I broke this. uh, It's like the point where your wrist meets your thumb um i spiral fracture that bone and usually when that happens you don't actually get full mobility in your thumb anymore like it's just it's kind of they can't really splint. they can only splint it you know so it's Mm -hmm. like up to the grace of god if it's gonna heal or not and up to you how you're gonna like work it out so yeah they told me i wouldn't be able to play anymore because i had a really bad break you know and i was like it it ruined me it really did it killed me for for a while (laughs) But you taught yourself. I I went I went right back into it, you know, because it was such a big part of my who I am as a person. You know, mm-hmm. I need to have my instrument, you know, and I at this point, and even at that point, I had, I had had a guitar in my hands longer than I hadn't had one in my hands.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I needed to I needed to still play and keep playing. So it uh it definitely slowed me down. Like it took six months to recover, but I immediately started playing with the Ruviat, which is that Rap Ferreira guy that we were talking about earlier. Yes,
0: it is. You know what? I think, I think that's something, it's something to be said about an artist who really takes ownership of, you know, I have a lot of things going, but I will not let my craft suffer. And you haven't let your craft suffer. I mean, I was listening to your music this morning, um, just to get prepared. And my husband came downstairs and he was like, what, who, who, who is that? And I said, that's an artist from our city. Um, And his, his name is Silas Short. And he was like, oh my goodness. Like he is the very definition of like the new age Neo soul vibe. I was listening to Queens of Paisley, right? Right. So he was like, he's the definition of this new Neo neo soul movement but there's something different about his writing and I start to listen again and I, I realized that that ambient sound was in there too yeah you don't really realize it the first time you listen but if you know your story you can hear your father's influence in that song and yeah. I, I can tell by your smile that you you like it wasn't intentional but it was intentional right
1: it's a it's a very it was a very special thing he gave me really cool guitar pedal that does like this really magical thing to the guitar and uh, I use it in almost all of my songs and it's like a piece of my my father that I carry with me in the music so
0: absolutely so you moved to Chicago after a really 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 tough time a friend of yours had passed away and you continue to make music did you use music and art as a part of your healing process or did you just kind of take some time away
1: i definitely did um i was still like right when i moved to chicago i immediately started working mm. uh, but i was working so i could still fund the craft and i really focused in on uh, this like jazz math rock band thing that i was doing called early face which was fun. Um, and we like traveled around the country on the school bus, all this crazy stuff. But what, right when I moved to Chicago, I was working, um, at a school as a paraprofessional and a substitute teacher. And I was working with my little cousin she had cerebral palsy or she has cerebral palsy. And so like, I would just be in school every day with the little babies, you know? And yeah, I would just... <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's motivation right there when you see little yeah. bitty babies. And did you ever play, just play music for her?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, she always, she, she always asks me funny questions, you know, like about how the music industry works. And I was just like, Oh yeah, this is what I do. But she's, so I'm a Pisces and she's an Aries. So, you know, but it's like, but we have, (laughs) we have a really great relationship and, you know, I'm blessed that she, you know, fortunately she has a lot of cognitive ability, you know, like, um, when you have cerebral palsy, it's like, it's a spectrum you know yeah of course yeah so she fortunately she can walk with a walker and she can hold like a a real good conversation you know which is surprising you know be, because like that's the part of her brain that's damaged the most but we would we would go to we would go to school every day i'll take them to school and i'll show them all sorts of crazy music mm-hmm. they hate Of music I played though, they wanted to hear Miley Cyrus.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, that's music therapy, that's music therapy, and everybody's therapy is a little bit different. But I'm sure the music that you played for them in some way felt different and comforting to be in that space to be able to hear something from someone you love, create music. Let me transition to something I think, and you tell me if I'm right. The title drawing it's kind of like you drawing on all of your life experiences. So you're a multicultural background, you're um, growing up in the suburbs slash the hood, um, yeah. going to the high <laughs> school of the arts, um, just like the combination of being a visual drawer, someone who can make art that you can hang on the wall and drawing from your art um, as a musician all of that came together on this project so that that's what's in my head when i see the title am i on the right track
1: yeah it's you know it's it's a it's a multi it's supposed to be a multi meaning you know it's like you have drawing from the life experiences but then you also have your 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 drawing like because my style is like, I draw with just a pen. So I'm like the black pen on the white page. You need both of them to make the drawing. You know, that's mm-hmm. me. You got to put them together. Yeah. Um, and also like in reference to me making the visual art, you know, it's it's all it's all supposed to be just a part of me, like put it one one thing. And it's the album of self-acceptance, you know. It's like the album where I finally come to terms with like, I don't have to be one thing or the other because being someone who's mixed, I get pressured into, like, I get this pressure and feeling like, who should I be? You know, yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'm myself, you You're know, drawing
0: on both cultures,
1: I'm drawing on both cultures, exactly. But, you know, it's like, you know, with that being said, I, I've never been treated like a white person, you know. Mm. So, you know, I, I think for my entire life, I've really felt like I grew up around a lot of white people and a lot of white culture but i think like deep down like i've always just felt more at home being black like and i and i just say like i'm black mm-hmm. you know people yeah. ask you know you like, yeah and i'm just like i'm like yeah you know i'm i'm light skinned but but well, i'm a black man it. but i'm a black man because right. like I've never been treated like a white person. So it's it's just super interesting, but I can't discount any of the art or any of the things that I experienced within white culture and my dad's white, you know, so like. It's who you, you are.
0: Know, it's a part it, of you.
1: It's a part of me and I can't, yeah. I can't deny it, but I but I want to just put it all inside Together. the music. Yeah. Because it deserves so, to be the
0: Tell me something. Um, what does the new album sound like? Because I know you're working on something. You're an artist, so you constantly stay working. What is oh, selling?
1: So the new album, I'm going more more in, the Erica hey. yep, in an Erica direction.
0: Exclusive!
1: I'm going in Erica direction. And it's definitely much it's, it's a little darker than the first record. The first record super light and bright. You know, it kind of has like this kind of happy, like kind of feeling with it. And this next record kind of stays more in the like dark kind of moody type of thing because mm. I, I really needed to get out some emotions that I was feeling, you know, I, I had gone through some really like hard times, you know, between like getting my first record released up until now, mm. you know, I, I've experienced a lot of really like crazy life-changing events, but it also has like a sense of like familiarity, you know, it's, it's like, it's here with you and it's, it can be melancholy, but it can also, you know, it, any, it's, it's music for any occasion, you know what I'm saying? I love
0: that. And yeah. I know you want your music to be timeless. Is this the record that you feel is timeless?
1: Yeah, this is going to be my mama's gun. Hey, hey.
0: If Mr. Gribble had to describe you in one word, because we went to the same high school.
1: Oh, true. I I didn't have Mr. Gribble. You didn't have, who did you have? So I had, I had Dr. Syme. Okay. I had Mr. Roberts. Oh gosh, of course you had Mr. Roberts. So you sang in choir? I sang in choir and I was in vocal jazz. What? Yep. Did you
0: did you have Mr. BG? Is he still there?
1: I didn't have Mr. BG. No, it okay.
0: Was... Okay, he was a math teacher from okay. Africa, and
1: he was just the
0: best at like, oh my god, he would he would tell jokes about you if you weren't paying attention in class. It was so Uh-oh. epic. <laughs> it
1: was epic. No, okay, no, I had Mr. Jackson.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Yep. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One last question: If you had to do, if you had to do a a, a duet with either Jeff Buckley, mm. Erica Badu, D'Angelo, or Primo, who would you pick? You can only pick one.
1: Oh man, yo, like like Primo produced? Yes. Ooh, I mean. Sh- that's, that's tough. You know, D'Angelo, I would be like, you know, I'd be a little like, ah, oh, no, I don't. Like <laughs> we go. Jeff Buckley, I'll be like, we would write some incredible stuff together. Erica, woo. Like you can I only think, pick one. Well, my top two right now that I got to really decide between are Erica and Primo. Okay. Because I've always wanted to work with DJ Premier and also Erica's. Erica, man, you know what? I I would do DJ Premier.
0: Oh, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. And you know, and you know why? Why? I like, I would ask him to do like throwback gang star sounding like type of beat. And that's fair neo soul type of guitar over that thing and i'll write just some some dirty like just feel good stuff like yeah. i feel like with erica it would be erica's song and i'll be on like any of those <laughs> types, it would be their song and i'll be on it well, right which isn't a problem which isn't a problem but one of my biggest dreams right now is working with DJ Premier. And I, t- I bug, I bug peanut butter wolf about it all the time. Oh wow. I am literally like, I'm like, yo, man, like can I work? Can can you tell DJ Premier to Majum? Majum. And, and and here's some insider industry information, like Freemo, uh he used to do like a lot of stuff like more but i think the last artist that he produced for on stone's throw uh was anderson pack Mm -hmm. but then i think something happened to where like the song like got cut or something and he was like no like i don't want to produce for anybody anymore so like
0: (laughs) you know he's an artist you know and we're sensitive about you know the rest right So when you come back to Milwaukee, I want to personally invite you to come to Radio Milwaukee and do not a full show, but a mini something for us for hyphen.
1: Absolutely. I would I would love that and I would love to just reach out and talk to everybody. Yeah, yeah.
0: bring everybody here. Even yeah. if it turns into a jam session of some uh-huh. old music, some new music, I would absolutely love it and I would welcome that. So I want you to stay in touch with me and anything that you need from us when you come through the city, let me know. Even absolutely. if you want to just come here and just kick it, let me know.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm due for a visit. I think summer is probably going to be the time where I go to Milwaukee. So let's Good let's point. get some together.
0: <laughs> uh, we
1: we can barbecue or something. You know? Absolutely, we will. We will.